Are you yeah, ready? I got that Rolling. one too. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1063, April 24th, 2023. 84 degrees on this day in 1962, 24 degrees on this day in 1975. And even though White Bear and Minnetonka are open, many of the lakes in northern Minnesota are still anticipating breakup. And you fishermen want to get ready with Ripple Lip. Anglers, Ripple Lip provides instructions to set up, tweak, and dial in your Hummingbird, Garmin, or Low Rance Marine Electronics through an app. Go to RippleLipUniversity.com for details. It sounds pretty cool. You can coordinate all the devices. Minnetonka went out on this day in 1924, 1996, 2014. And White Bear went out on this day in 1996, which means back in 1996, kids could start celebrating the advent of swimming. And they were bugging their parents to keep that beach free of weeds and algae with the products from Aquaside. Aquaside has been maintaining Great Lake Shores for more than 60 years with a complete line of lake and pond control products that take care of anything from weeds to algae. The products are quick, they're easy to use, they're safe, there's no need to let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. Call Aquaside today. They'll help you identify your weed problem and make sure your place looks great all summer long. Call Aquaside at one 800 or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. Two leaving and one arriving. Tucker Carlson was canned. Don Lemon was canned. Those are the two leaving. Okay. Kim Potter is arriving back into the world. She was released from prison this morning. Is this an amateur link? No. Oh. Kim Potter was released today at 4 a.m. And I'm thankful that she was released. I hope she can have a life she can put back together. She uh-huh. made a terrible mistake, mm-hmm. and she paid for it much longer than all of the youth who steal cars and run into people. Yeah, they didn't make uh, a big deal about the fact that he, Dante Wright, killed a guy, shot right. him in the head. Right. Uh, and I saw the media again and again uh, referring to Kim as Dante Wright's killer released. Right. How yeah, about the before and after? That's uh, Yeah. When is the last time you saw a before tough. and after picture of someone in jail? That's a great question. I When's I the have. last time the stories contained the conditions of the release of the one released? Never. Must maintain contact, must submit to unannounced visits. That yeah, she's a real threat. A Pardon? It does? That actually happens a lot. Might happen a lot, John, but do you ever see this a, printed in the news? Yeah, if it's a person of whatever knows i don't i have ne- i've been in the business a long time i've never seen I'll, the conditions of release you continue with the show find okay? me a story <laughs> of a released prisoner where it's the story is accompanied by the conditions of the release okay 
I'm I'm entirely aware that there are conditions for release. Yeah, I've just yeah, never seen them printed with the story. What's your point? I, I don't get your point because I, I, I'm with John. She she, she, she she is being made continues to be made an example of as an evil white police officer. Must refrain from purchasing or controlling a firearm. Okay, on and on and on. I I you're not going to find one. You're not going to find the story of How a much? prisoner. How re- much? Just How much? do Ooh. it, John. You're Ooh. so smart. Let's see you pull it off. Five hundred. Yep. Franks. No. 500 pennies. <laughs> okay, wheat pennies. Boy, you guys are crabby today. Uh-huh. How do you defend that? <laughs> Tucker Carlson got canned. Uh, I, I, don't know why, I don't know why he wouldn't. Uh, I guess the only thing that's shocking about it is that why would Fox suddenly decide to can him now? They've known he's a liar. Well, it's because of the $700 million. Yeah, it's too late. They still have to pay that. I mean, he's there. Would this be, they were able to do it with cause and thus then not having to pay his. I have no idea. Pay out his remaining contract. And Lemon got canned because he's just an idiot. (laughs) There's no redeeming qualities about Lemon. He's an incompetent partisan fool. Well, (laughs) so is Tucker Carlson for that matter. Uh it wouldn't be nice if this was just the beginning. Yeah. All I needed to know was off air, those guys all thought Trump was a moron, and on the air, they defended every word he ever said or did. The hell with him. Fire him. Get rid of him. I don't know where he can land on his feet. It'll say, be, uh, it'll say a lot of bad things about quote-unquote journalism if he gets another gig. He's already established what he is. He's a hooker. He'll, uh, he'll be okay. Hopefully he's he socks some away. He's, huh? Well, he's got a massive audience. That well, I'm I'm really to... worried about him. Yeah, I, I hope he's okay. okay. <laughs> Good. Jeez, I can wait all day. Height's ever going to find that. I'll find plenty. Well, you, you you're not going to, been... John. It's not common. It's, it's not at all common. I'll bet I could go back in my news file and find it in my scripts of prisoners that's happened to. Well, you and that me... I've read on the You let me know. Uh, okay. Tucker's last program was Friday, and uh, I don't know what they're doing tonight. Rotating, I don't, what do I care? I've never watched Tucker Carlson, <clears throat> but I have a good friend whose kids would always call him during Tucker Carlson just so he couldn't watch it. Hey, how's it going, Dad? <laughs> hey, he hey, uh, fine. What do you need? He wouldn't pick up on that and maybe not answer the phone? Uh, they probably figured it out. <clears throat> yeah. Well, how is everybody? Well, I would ask you the same thing. <laughs> I came in uh, full of optimism, and now yeah, happy to I see keep... Kenny in studio. And I was in a good mood until. Well, there's no reason to be in a bad mood just because you're wrong about finding some. I've read a lot of stories about people who got released from prison. I never saw the accompanying provisions. Never in my life have I seen... To be, I, as though the reader needs to be reminded that this woman is so evil and so callous and so unglued that these are the things we're warning her not to do. B as in B, S as in S. Uh, I hope she doesn't live in Minnesota. I hope she just goes it's away and has a life. If you continue to read the story, you'd see that she'd uh, be in Wisconsin is where the conditions must be met, but apparently didn't read to the end. Well, that's why he's never seen the conditions. Exactly. Yeah. We've all seen, and now the whole show is getting hung up on this. I'm not getting hung up on it. 
bit of minutia. Minutia. Uh, yeah, moved to Wisconsin where she will serve the remainder of her sentence under supervised release. I'm glad she's not going to live in Minnesota. I hope they have some life planned where she can find some sort of uh, peace. The woman didn't intend to uh, kill Dante Wright. And even the judge who we doubted came to realize that. Uh, after more than a year of community engagement and anti-displacement efforts, a key, group of, a key group of business owners is publicly opposing a plan that could send light rail trains down West Broadway. For and, what reason? <clears throat> public transportation. Yeah. They want to expand the blue line. Wow, that's a Crystal, Robbinsdale, and Brooklyn Park. But, you're, but you know what you got on your hands here? Another Rondo Avenue situation. Why are you going to tear up that black business corridor? The business owners don't want don't want it. Well, that doesn't. Why matter. are we constantly subjected to the politicians who don't govern? Joe. They manage Joe, us. Oh, Joe, Joe, they don't know what they want. We're providing for them. We're helping. Crystal Porter, executive director of the West Broadway Business and Area Coalition, says opposition to the project is unanimous. She had a meeting with 28 of her members. The opposition is unanimous. Oh, they don't know. Who here wants light rail to come down West Broadway? Not one hand was raised, Porter said. In an open letter posted to the website of the business group, the group outlined six points of opposition to the Blue Line Extension Light Rail Transit Project. Among the chief concerns is the displacement of black-owned businesses in what has been defined as a cultural corridor as well as undefined, poorly commuted impact of existing buildings. Well, then don't do it. They, you, the people who pay for this and you work for, they don't want it. Back off. The people of Summit Avenue don't want elevated bike lanes. Right. Go away. What? I've been a staple in this community right here in this same location for 25 years. I'm very concerned, said owner Dr. Sharon Cook. If they give me a relocation package, if they offer to build me a building double this size, you know there are things that are more important. <clears throat> the Metropolitan Council declined. They're unelected, by the way. The Metropolitan Council declined a, a five-news uh, investigation request to interview the chair, Charlie Zell, about opposition to the project. Maybe he was too busy wondering how they screwed up the extension of light rail out to Eden Prairie so bad that condos are falling apart. <laughs> uh, an alternative to put the tracks one block to the north on 21st Avenue is still on the table. We look forward to continue... Uh, ongoing work with members of the West Broadway Area and Business Coalition, as well as business. Well, then listen to them. There's no work to continue. They don't want it. They pay the taxes there. They live there. They run their businesses there. That's my question. Uh, how much are they going to spend, and how much have they already spent studying this? Well, that's a great point. Maybe this story has that. I don't know. I saved this from uh, late last week because it, it got stuck in my craw. It's another Rondo situation. And you have a chance now to do the right thing. Back when Rondo was ripped up for the freeway, there wasn't anybody around that would do the right thing because they didn't know what the right thing was. I was just going to say, what is the right thing? The right thing is to <laughs> listen to these 
business owners and avoid displacing them and tearing up their neighborhood the way it was done for Rondell. Why can't they see that now? Because they're idiots. Okay, thank you. Right to the point. Uh, because the, the 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 virtuousness of this bleeping light rail is overwhelming. It's just another crime uh, okay, waiting to be committed. Okay, but are they going to do it right, though? Are they going to make it where you have to go through a turnstile? Obviously, adjustments need to be made because right now it's just walk on and ride and you're not paying. No, uh, I want e- turnstiles equity. and elevated equity. platforms. Equity. They can't pay. Ah, uh, okay. They, can't. they, they can't get the free pay. ride. Yeah, yeah. Copy. Uh, Metro Transit does not have a specific date for finalizing the route of the Blue Line Extension project, but the agency targeted winter 2023, spring 2024 for selecting a preferred option and obtaining formal consent of the cities through which the light rail will run. You got Dr. Cook on board here, her husband, Bishop Larry Cook. The stakes have never been higher. They have a dance studio. The couple also runs a church, a barbershop, and a gas station on the same block. Wow. Have some compassion. Put yourself in that situation. Remember that we do mean a lot to this community. Yeah, listen to them. Who has the power to stop Metro Transit? You would think the business owner should have the power. Well, it's who, their property. But we all know that they who don't. Who do they answer to? Exactly. They, they don't. don't. Their government's appointed. Well, then They're the, Walls people. Then Walls could step in if he had any balls. Well, he doesn't have any. He's smooth down there. Mm-hmm. Like Ken doll. Well. <laughs> Jesus. Kind God of. helped me. Kind of, yes. A Walls doll. Oh. Maybe he had gender-affirming care. I just, I kept oh. this from late last week. I just wanted to get it off my chest. You have a chance now to not commit another Rondo mortal sin. Why don't you not commit the sin? Well, there, the, won't there come back be that this is all money that comes from federal subsidy? It doesn't make any difference. And the decision-making power is local. All right. Even with all the mistakes and setbacks they've been met with on the Southwest rail line, they're still forging ahead. Somebody sent me an email. I haven't seen it. Apparently, KMSP, which is Channel 9... Yeah. Thank you. They uh, they show their their uh, news anchors and weather people and whatnot riding to work on the train, and apparently that. But, you but know, I'm so old. I remember when I brought that up on this show. I don't remember you bringing it up. <laughs> I know no one ever listens. Well, when to did me. you bring it up? When it first debuted about six months ago. Wait a minute. Oh yeah, I'm going to remember six months wait, ago. Wait a minute. You brought that up. It's a promotion. My, my dimmer switch is sliding up. Now my light bulb's fully lit. Joe. The train doesn't run by Channel Time. Oh, they're in Eden Prairie. Yeah. Their offices are Eden Prairie, yeah. and apparently the train cars are full of extras. Right. Probably people reading the New York Times. Oh, sure. Like in, their defense, in their defense, it's a redo of an ad they did several years ago when Light Rail first... Was Kendall on? Is Kendall yes. on? Oh, well, then I'm in favor Me of it. Me too. Because yeah. <laughs> Kendall's awesome. Find one yet, Jen? I didn't, but uh, okay. I'm just going to give up at this point and yeah. wait till a story comes out with that, and then I'll let you know about it. All right. All right. You sh- Seriously, mark so it on your little post-it you note just, there. I will. Like the wild, you just caved. You had a power play. You yeah. caved. Yeah, I'll get into much. this with Patrick, but it's their Monday. power play yeah. is not efficient. It's a bad up. power play. Tighten her up. They're too 
They're too concerned with moving the puck around and waiting for just the perfect 100% shot. That doesn't exist. Shoot the damn thing. A guy kicked back in his easy chair watching the hockey game shouldn't have to yell at the TV. Right. That was despicable. I was around people who were yelling. Shoot the puck. Did you go upset? Did you go full on letter, Kenny? Uh, I don't, if I would if it would have been there I would have shot holes in the TV I was so <laughs> mad <laughs> nothing so good angry. happens going from sideboard to sideboard to point to point what to sideboard to sideboard to point to point get it in the middle throw it on the and net it might bounce off somebody's butt and when they yeah. do decide to shoot the puck it's from the blue line and there's yeah. nobody there to deflect it in mm-hmm. what the hell let's go uh, and you can't really score very often from behind the net on a power play. Unless you do that trick. Where you well, only on Gretzky the... I knew did that. Okay. I've seen him do it. Didn't that kid from Michigan I seen him. win Ooh, the game? Yeah, don't bring that up. I've seen Gophers. him do it. you seen him? i seen him. <laughs> well, we were talking about businesses trying to fight off the uh, extension of a new light rail line. All businesses have their concerns, and Eckberg Lammers is helping. You is there to help you with your business planning, your succession planning, for example. That should be considered at the start of your business and revisited throughout the life of business. Not just uh, when someone decides to sell or retire. This is particularly true of family businesses where the different children might have different interests. If you own a business and you want to make sure the value you've built in isn't lost to your family, or your partners, or whoever you work with. You can rely on Eckberg Lammers to straighten that out. You need a plan in place to make sure someone committed to your family's interests or your partner's interests is able to set up and manage the company, protect the business relationships that have been made, and make sure what you build is not lost after you're gone. Keep the family business in the family. Eckberg Lammers will assist you with your succession planning. Uh, and you're, all you're doing is you're helping to ensure the future, a successful long future after you step away. Call Eckberg Lammers at 651-439-2878 or visit EckbergLammers.com. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. Big doings coming up in Monticello for three days. Moon Motorsports will be the center of Minnesota Power Sports fun. Ground zero for fun. Don't miss out on four huge events all in one weekend. Moon's open house, a tent sale, demo days. That's Friday and Saturday, May 5th and 6th. And then on Sunday, May 7th, Moon Motorsports is hosting legendary travel rider making her first appearance in years, El- Elspeth Beard. I couldn't, I couldn't get through Should it. Should have practiced. I couldn't get yeah. through it. <laughs> cool El- copy. Elspeth Beard. Uh, this is a big, big, big power sports event. Uh, it's one of the biggest weekends of the year featuring the steepest store-wide savings. An awesome selection of demo machines for you to try out. The widest selection of clearance merchandise all under one giant tent. And then exciting storytelling and a presentation from one of the most epic motorcycle journeys ever. You can find out all the deals 
Uh, details at moonmotorsports.com. Mark it down, save the date, alert your buddies. The weekend of May 5th through the 7th is going to be a giant three-day party at Moon Motorsports in Monticello, south side of 94, just west of 25. All events free at Moon Motorsports. They are our ATV side-by-side and adventure motorcycle brand leader. Are you aware of a road project on Bryant Avenue South in Minneapolis? Oh. <laughs> from about well, Lake Street to the Parkway, for example. That's sizable. Uh, so that's a north-south situation. Sure. Bryant Avenue. Uh, it made the front page of today's Minneapolis paper. Uh, and it's very puzzling because the whole project is really <clears throat> fouled up. Hmm. And so many people had to sign off on it. How, how could this have happened? It's a $27 million project. What's gone wrong? Uh, well, it's a bold and transformational reconstruction, Matt. <laughs> Usually when that's that. in there, that means bikes. <clears throat> Got it. And uh, it's turning out to be completely wrong. It's a bike and pedestrian friendly project, half of which was completed last year. But it's resulted in the street now too narrow for fire trucks, snow plows, and garbage trucks. And it prevents people from going into their driveway if their driveway happened to be on the street. <laughs> Okay. And Bryant was already tight, very tight. Now Minneapolis city officials are scrambling to come up with new engineering plans. I suppose they'll have to come up with another $27 million sure. too. Sure. What? At a series of public meetings, city officials apologized for the problems and rolled out a new design uh, for the stretch now under construction. They explains that they're not yet sure what they'll do about the stuff they've already completed. Wow. We missed this one. Public Works Director Margaret Anderson Kelly here told us city council meeting. That was a quote, casual. Yep. Uh -huh. We missed this one. That's ah, just a street. I mean... It just runs from Lake yeah. Street to the parkway. It, it almost would have been better if she would have said, our bad. Yeah. My, the casual my bad. Public Works Administrator. <laughs> wow. Does this fall under the, you had one job? Pretty much. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't that one job when you're doing streets be to make sure a fire truck could get down the street? That should be right up there, one or two. I would think yeah, a fire yeah. truck's one. right up there. Um, At least two. What about the bikes, Joe? Can the bicycles? No, I put the bikes below a fire truck. Oh. I have a question. Um, that's under normal circumstances, right? In what sense? Well, is Margaret Anderson Dash Kelleher aware that, you know, Six months out of the year, we get some snow, and uh, sometimes those curbs go from right here to about right here. Yeah. Well, like Kenny says, you were working with a tight street to begin with. Wow. And now, <laughs> now you've got it. So I don't, you know, if the garbage, I'll give you garbage trucks. Yeah, figure something else out. But a fire truck doesn't fit down the street. How about an electric fire truck? We missed this one. Public Works Director Margaret Anderson <laughs> Keller here said she doesn't have a dash there. She doesn't have a dash. Oh, I thought there was a dash. No. Oh. Uh, she's referring to how a host of city departments, including fire and emergency, apparently signed off on this. They agreed in 2021 to a design they thought would work. Until it didn't. <laughs> the $27.6 million project aimed to completely rebuild and even reinvent. That's the problem. Here we go. Too many, your, too many of your lefties are in the reimagination yeah, business. Yeah, reinventing. They're trying to reimagine stuff that works. 
They're trying to fix stuff that isn't broken. If it ain't broke, fix don't it. fix it. <laughs> if it ain't broke, break it and fix then the we'll fix hell it. out of it. Yeah. $27.6 million project aimed to completely reinvent and rebuild the two-mile stretch of Bryant South between Lake and 50th, which is what? That's a block shy of the parkway system. And then there's a nice picture here in the paper, a schematic. and What had been a tattered and drab stretch of concrete and pavement where cars and bikes fought for space. Fought for space. Would be reborn as an environmentally friendly multimodal corridor where drivers, cyclists, and pedestrians could have their own real estate safely demonstrated by green strips of earth. I hear birds chirping and squirrels. That would beautify the landscape (laughs) and cleanse storm runoff. You idiots. Wait a minute. You morons. What if they're geniuses, Joe? They're not. If the streets aren't able to, you aren't able to navigate this stretch of road, you can't carjack a vehicle on there, huh? You know, the original plan, the original plan had residents and merchants opposing it because it eliminated about half of the parking on the street. Yeah, and there's a lot of parts on Bryant, most of it actually, where there isn't an alley. There's Mm -hmm. only a few alleys between Lake and 50th. Well, and then turning into your driveway now apparently is problematic from the street. Yeah. We'll just walk. Uh, What more can be said about this? Stretches are too narrow for garbage trucks and plows. So the city has had to send pickups to plow Bryant, which is a snow emergency route. You'd think for a snow emergency route, you'd get a street wide enough for the plow. Minor details. Bryant is one of those streets in South Minneapolis that you just don't use. You'll go over to Lindale or even take a smaller, like Colfax or something really small, just because it's less less hassle. Brian sucks. It always has. I can't fire believe... Tr- fire I, truck cam, Megan. I can't believe they managed to make it worse. They made it worse. It's <laughs> they could maybe have a bike brigade, and they have a long hose, and they just come down the street. <laughs> They're going to need one hell of a hose, right? They there. are. It's going to be there long. I mean, but you can... They'll need 100 people to move the hose. Right, right. Think of when the fire truck has to enter in the navigation to the route it will have to take yeah. them to get Where to that I, particular house. How am I going to get house. here? Take a left in here, go over Bryant, under it. Here, 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 here. City Transportation Director Jenny Hager acknowledged the Public Works Department ultimately deserves blame. We thought we had it right, and we didn't, she says. again. Well, does she get fired? No. No. Does she get reprimanded? She's not Tucker Carlson. Come on. Hager and others in the city last week rolled out revised designs for phase two between 42nd and Lake. So they got eight blocks left they haven't screwed up yet. Yeah, apparently. Yet is the key, Joe. Keep uh, keep reading there, Joe. I think you'll like the nice, uh, next sentence. Where too. crews will begin working April 10, that's already passed. The changes will raise the project's total cost. Oh, sure. But what? Hager, but Hager <laughs> emphasized overruns will be borne by the city, 
and that special assessments for residents won't rise. You know, you know why, Hager? The residents already paid. The city doesn't bear anything. The taxpayers do. Oh my God, we're so poorly led. It's just, it's just horrendous. We know this feels fast because it is, Hager said, <laughs> noting that the redesign plan was going to contractors even as the work was underway. She apologized for what she and Anderson Kelleher acknowledged wasn't the smoothest way to communicate the sudden changes, which left some supporters of the original design crying foul and accusing the city of changing course without transparency. You know what they did? They changed horses in the middle of the stream. They pulled a fast one. They did. (laughs) Pulled a fast one. Hager, Anderson, Kelleher, and other public works officials said they're confident. Why would anyone be confident that they're confident? (laughs) They've blown their confidence. They've transferred confidence. They're confident the changes adhere to the original vision. That's the problem. Quit having visions. Are yeah. you all high? Yeah. Quit having right. visions. The vision should have been repave it and redo the curb and gutter and get the hell out of visions there. Visions are not good. Your visions don't work. Sugar plums dancing in your head. Hager Anderson are confident that changes adhere to the original vision while ensuring that emergency vehicles will be able to operate on the street. They might drive across your front yard, but they'll get there. Right. They might hump up over the curb, onto the sidewalk, knock a kid off his bike wheel. Tear up your landscaping. Driver's side parking was scrapped, reducing the amount of parking on that stretch of Bryant by 26%. In the city where you need it, especially in the winter. Hey, you're getting a green strip. Uh, I don't know what the hell. The amount of green space will be be reduced by 13% from the original wish to increase it by 26%. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Boy, you got some nice police work there, Larry. That's some nice uh, public work for you. I think this calls for you to drive over there. I'm going to. I want to see it. when you get there or when you come back, I want you to make a point of trying to drive on 40th Street. Okay. Choose it, choose it from, just go from Bryant and just start heading east. See to 40th. How, no, 40th runs east and west. Okay. So I want you to take 40th back eastbound over to St. Paul, and you can see what Minneapolis did to that street. Oh, about... I'm going to say 15 years ago now. Uh, they turned it into a, a biking thing. They yeah. eliminated lanes. They um, they made a lot of it one way. They put in these obstacles where you're going down 40th and all of a sudden you don't have any choice. You have to take a right or you have to take a left. Oh. It's, it's the worst street now in South Minneapolis. And it sounds like they're giving Bryant the 40th Street treatment. You know, you know I, I just stumbled on a deep thought. A lot of these visions yeah. are driven yeah. by a self-deception that we don't have winter. <coughs> a lot of these visions yeah. are manufactured apparently without taking into consideration that what you're envisioning doesn't work a minimum of six months a year. Okay. They've done it all over both cities. It doesn't work. No. they got to plow these things if they plow them. Well, St. Paul says it'll melt. Right. I guess it did. you got to quit having... Your vision should include six months of winter. That's what we have here. November, December, January, 
February, March, and this year, April. Six months of winter. But your vision should also... So I don't want your vision unless your vision has winter in it. Or today in it. What do we have to do infrastructure today? And all the visions are oriented on hating the car. Yep. And your visions don't help anyone. Hell, this doesn't help a bicyclist any more than it helps a motorist. Mm. It just makes things more crowded. Imagine a future. Do you turn that woman off? (laughs) You know, I was going to say, this isn't just statewide, Joe. We We can really get to the core of a lot of transportation issues at the head, at the top. That would be Pete Buttigieg has your answer on the transportation problems that plague our country. Okay. Of both profound challenge and historic opportunity for U.S. transportation. On one hand, our transportation systems are still grappling with the consequences of the pandemic, climate change, and decades of disinvestment. Let me ask you something. Check this out. Uh, we just went through this here locally during the Mayor uh, Carter's State of the City address mm-hmm. when we also heard about years of neglect, just like Pete just said. Yep. Why do they, con- and it's not, Carter alone cannot be blamed for the years of neglect. That, that can fall under the shoulders of all mayors. But why, why is it that they get away with this continually saying, you know, we've neglected this stuff for years. Well, you were the people in charge. You were Why did you neglect it? Why did they get a pass? Well, we had needs in other areas, Joe. We have um, equity officers that need compensation for our programs. Meanwhile, we got bridges that are coming loose, and you haven't tightened up the screws. <laughs> Why? Good way to put it, huh? <laughs> well, you're, you're probably referring to maybe bolts. I don't think a bridge Glue, is screwed what together. Sandpaper. Uh, yeah, I need some sand boards. down and repaint why, it. Why do public uh, elected and unelected officials, <clears throat> do they not have any shame? No. How can they continually say... Like this Pete Buttigieg knows no more about transportation than the average house pet. And he's saying, <laughs> well, it's it's climate. The average house pet. What, what has climate change done to the streets of St. Paul? But also Nothing. the p- consequences of the pandemic? Yeah. What Did the streets get sick? It m- they might have. Did we vaccinate I them? I don't think the streets are vaccinated. That's the problem. See, they, or boosted. That was an option. I don't think they're I would, boosted. I would guess that he meant they didn't see the maintenance they should have, maybe. Okay, I'll, maybe? Okay, I'll give know. him that one, Kenny. Good point. So here's Kenny trying to be reasonable. Well, every but that time, makes Every sense. time I try to be reasonable, I, ain't giving I, him, I fail. I ain't giving him climate Well, he's change. unqualified for the job. He's on the third rail. And to answer your question, what was it? Do they have no... Well, shame. shame. No, they have no shame, no pride, no common sense. He's too busy licking the third rail and hanging on tight to worry about shame and pride and you, common sense. You've got a director of public works, uh, Margaret, and you've got city transportation director, uh, Jenny Hager. Uh, you've got the heads of the fire department and the garbage department. And all of you... Apparently, you really got this wrong. You really got it wrong. Will any of them suffer a consequence? No. No. 
Hell, they might get promoted. Why in God's name wouldn't you suffer? It's bad enough. Here's another way to say it. It's bad enough that the political class, the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, keeps inventing jobs for which there is no means to measure them for accomplishment. Here, you have a job that can be measured for accomplishment. They failed, and nothing will result of the failure. They won't lose a nickel of money. They won't lose a nickel of benefits. They won't lose a, uh, a minute of seniority. Nothing will happen to them, even though they're admitting we really miss this one. If anything, Joe, the opposite will happen. They'll, they'll put this down on their resume with pride, and they'll highlight it and put it in italics, and they'll send it off and get a better job. Because it's a vote for mm. democracy. You know, I have to surrender. If you appoint a director of equity and inclusion, and you're going to pay that person 110 grand a year at City Hall and full benefits, I surrender. There's, you, you've got me fooled. There's no way to judge that position for any accomplishment. There's no way to measure it for any success. But now you're telling me you're taking public works out of the purview. You're taking a street, which I can see and touch and drive on. You're saying that, and your work also can't be measured for accomplishment. Because I can say that with confidence. If your work could be measured for accomplishment, which it certainly should be, you'd all be fired. <laughs> and you're not going to be. Third rail, baby. Well, third rail. This should make you happy. And how about the poor saps who pay taxes and live on Bryant? Right. Yes, Kenny, what should make me happy? Uh, on the state level, we're uh, giving them, the, them all a pay raise. We're, we're, I saw that, yeah. Kenny. Yeah, we're going yeah. yeah. to bump it up. Oh, why not? Bump it up. Why not? Got to keep up with the well, times. you got $18 billion just dying to be used there, you know. Uh, why don't we take a time out? When your air conditioner, heating unit, air purification system, whatever it may be, if it's making funny noises, it's time. It's the season to get in touch with Ray and Welter Heating, air conditioning and air purification. They're local. They're not on Bryant, but they are in Minneapolis for the past 100 years, and that's four generations of know-how. Go to their website, welterheating.com. And you can see there's a Q&A session that Rick had set up, and it might answer your question without them coming out to do an appointment. They're not on the money grab here. They're slow and steady. They want to win the race. They want you to remember that if you have a problem, you're going to call Ray and Welter, and that's why they're getting the word out here on Garage Logic. If you want to talk to a live person, not a recording, press zero for someone. No, 612-825-6867, 612-825-6867. They will answer the phone, and they will answer your question, or they'll make an appointment, whatever the case may be. Poke around their website. And remember, they're not fly-by. They're, they're going to be here tomorrow. They don't have a funny jingle. They're not advertising craziness. They're advertising slow and steady wins the race. That's how they do business. And I've worked with them, and they are extremely, extremely extremely professional. I loved what they did at my house. 612-825-6867 or online at welterheating.com and let them know you heard it on the Garage Logic podcast. 
Not a Garage Logic Town Council member. Here's what you're missing. It was an alien show. Skin something. Skinwalkers Ranch. Yeah, is that fake? No, that's a real place. I'm purposely avoiding it because the experts are calling BS. I yeah. watched it yesterday. I think it's a bunch of hogwash. Lots of weird stuff happened there, man. Well, but that's, <laughs> they go up in the chopper and there's an electromagnetic. It's throwing the chopper around. It, I thought it was bull****. We're live on the town council. I still thought it was. Okay. <laughs> Go behind the scenes of Garage Logic with unfiltered audio and video access, invites to exclusive events, an emailed newsletter from the mayor himself, and more by signing up at garagelogic.com. I know what you'll lead with. <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Sushi. Yeah, pro-turf treated lawns they've already greened up. The ProTurf pros, they're already out servicing clients, throwing down treatments. And if you want in, if you want a beautiful lawn all season long, better than your neighbors, click on ProfessionalTurf.com. It's made for those of us that are obsessive about our lawns. We want the best lawn on the block. We go with ProfessionalTurf.com because they've been doing it since 80. Two, They do it the old-fashioned way. They, it's like uh, how business used to be conducted, in-person, face-to-face. Uh, they're going to set clear and accurate expectations, and they're going to combine their 35 years of experience with your ideas and then come up with a service program that will exceed your wildest dreams. You'll have your own fertilizer and weed control plan that's environmentally safe, guaranteed for superior results, and if you see something b- between visits, don't be afraid to call them. They've got the toot sweet deal. They'll be out there right away. A beautiful, healthy lawn. That means no crabgrass, no dandelions, no broadleaf weeds. It's yours. Just click on professionalturf.com. Remember the other day I told you I dropped something in the engine? And I, I, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I bought a long uh, uh, dowel, wooden dowel, very right. thin. And I must admit the CP helped me. And just put masking Ooh. tape over the end of it, bunched up, and then reached down there and with her steady hand, she stabbed it, brought it up, bing, bang, boom. Mm, smart. There, out of there. What else did you guys do? And I bought a magnet <laughs> at Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Yeah. And when I got home, the magnet wasn't in the bag. But I didn't keep a receipt, so I could go did back it, in there and say, hey. Did it uh, stick to the counter when you... I don't know it? what happened to it. <laughs> yeah. It turns you out a magnet would not have worked anyway. Here's John Height. <laughs> that was very funny, Chris. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, this sucks. Uh, you done for the day now? I am. I didn't Check even hear what he said. I know. Did it stick to the counter? It's a magnet because like magnets stick Come to on. stuff. Like and sometimes <laughs> counters are made out of metal. So like when you would have walked to the counter, like you would have okay, set it down it. and gave them six bucks because all you do is pay in cash. And then like when you Chris, went to go Chris, get it, then Chris, it would have been like John you Hyde. could never use that voice again. I love I using that voice. Well, John Hyde. The rest of the Hi, world doesn't. I know. I'm this sorry. news is brought to you by ProfessionalTurf.com. Legislators in the Minnesota House of Representatives are set to debate and vote on a bill that would legalize recreational marijuana in Minnesota. That bill would allow adults 21 and older to buy up to two ounces of cannabis at a time and cultivate up to eight plants, as long as only four are mature at any given time. 
Minnesotans could possess two ounces in public and five pounds at home. Home delivery from licensed cannabis would also be allowed and prior marijuana convictions would be expunged. The FL lawmakers who control both chambers of the legislature and Governor Walls have expressed support for the bill. However, neither chamber has passed it yet. A new survey from KSTP Survey USA said 58% of Minnesotans support full legalization of recreational marijuana. 26 wanted to remain against the law. And of course, 15% just aren't sure. I, I, what I've always struggled with is it's the same liberals who were petrified and terrified if somebody near them had a cigarette are now endorsing the use of marijuana, which has the same carcinogenic material that a cigarette does. Okay. And I've come to the conclusion that it was easy for the left to hate cigarettes because they were produced by evil corporations, whereas dope is innocent and full of uh, rainbows and uh, unicorns and a guy can do it in his backyard. So therefore, it's okay. And it's the same stuff that gives you lung cancer. They, that's the only trouble I have with this. The same lefties who cried foul at cigarettes... I'm not, not defending cigarettes. I quit in 1987. I'm not defending cigarettes. But the same people who wanted you never Will to you get near a cigarette. Put a check for a million dollars in the scan bucket. My God, every time you bring this up, I have to bring up the true fact of the matter. Edibles. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I expected more of a come on. Well, no, and the other no, but no, but edibles is only edibles will be for honest people. Okay, uh, but the other part of this is obvious. It's the the increase in tax revenue. Well, you were getting state. taxes for cigarettes. No, but that's why they're in favor of legalizing dope. I'm just saying it's the it's a horse apiece which in terms be, of your lungs. What should be interesting is to watch what plays out with the cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul because they've regulated flavored tobaccos and fancy cigars and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And it's basically a racist law. Absolutely. It, uh, no, I mean, it truly is a racist law because it's it, black people are the people that smoke that. Plus, they've told black people, you ain't buying no menthol cigarettes in the city. So yeah, That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah same thing. So I, I'm wondering what they're going to do with the weed shops then. Plus, why were they banning menthol cigarettes? Under the guise because of helping black people not they smoke? They know what's good for us. Oh. They're helping, Joe. <laughs> They're here to help. A former Minneapolis firefighter. We talked about him last week. A firefighter? Did he say firefighter? I, I sure did. Say firefighter. I think he said firefighter. Ouch. Well, ding, ding. Pardon me. Pardon me. That hurts. Former so. Minneapolis firefighter charged with assaulting an ex-Minnesota gopher football star is back in jail. Susan? <laughs> He cut off firefarter. No, I was a sneeze. Oh. He cut off his ankle bracelet and led law enforcement on a pursuit in western Minnesota, that pursuit lasting more than an hour. Uh, we talked about him last week. 54-year-old Eric Jaggers booked into the Wilkin County Jail this past Saturday morning on suspicion of fleeing police in a motor vehicle and obstructing the legal process in connection with the chase in Breckenridge a few hours earlier. Uh, Jaggers, who had worked for the fire department for 24 years until he retired in February, had been charged last Monday in Hennepin County District Court with second-degree assault with a dangerous weapon and threats of violence with reckless disregard in connection with the encounter that occurred on April 14th in the 4,000 block of 17th Avenue South. He was jailed from the day of the assault until his release Thursday. The victim, 
was 44-year-old Tellus Redman, a running back with the U of M football team back in 1999 to 2001. At one point during an assault, Jaggers told Redman he was a firefighter and would be able to avoid getting in trouble because he knows police. Defense attorney Peter Wald told the Star Tribune his client is dealing with mental health issues that he's going to address. On this past weekend, Breckenridge Police Chief Chris Carlgaard said Jaggers aroused suspicions while at a gas station shortly before 7 in the morning. Uh, not a good thing probably to do in public, but surveillance video shows him inside the Blazer Express gas station using a Clippers, borrowing it from the clerk and cutting off his ankle bracelet. According to the police chief, Jaegers fled police in Breckenridge on a northbound Highway 75, only to head back into town. Eventually, he was stopped, hit a sign at Highway 75 and 210 in Breckenridge and stopped. Well, he got out of the story. truck. Yeah. It really is. He got on the truck holding a bow. Officers deployed less than lethal rounds and arrested Jaegers shortly after 8 in the morning as he resisted arrest. It was a long story because I had to go over last week's story because you guys have shown how senile you are about remembering old stories so well, just have right. to repeat the um, last week part uh what was i gonna say i had two things Ankle so long a story you don't remember uh, first of all no the courts and the judge this guy obviously a, a threat to to run he's nuts what the yeah. hell Lo- they yeah, should have well, locked right. him up uh, at the get-go number mm-hmm. two when's the last time you went by a blacksmith shop you haven't because they don't exist anymore. I can't think of Wait, one. Yeah, they don't exist. <laughs> Let's go back to the big ball and chain. Yeah, that'll that'll slow them down. That really like would slow you down. You're not going to still. Stuff. You're not going to find. Yeah, you're not going to find a blacksmith to cut that thing off. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, Kim Potter, as Joe told you about earlier, the former Brooklyn Center police officer convicted of manslaughter and the death of Dante Wright was released from prison around four this morning. She'd been serving behind bars at the Shakopee Women's Prison since February 17, 2022. Potter received a two-year sentence for the crime of first-degree manslaughter, but in Minnesota, convicted felons are only required to serve two-thirds of their sentences in prison. The remainder of her term will be served on supervised release. A statement from the Minnesota Department of Corrections said Potter will serve the supervised release in Wisconsin. A couple of horrible ATV stories in Minnesota this weekend. Two fatalities resulting from a Washington County accident and a third due to a Chisago County accident. The most recent death involved a 13-year-old boy who was injured when the ATV he was driving rolled over and crashed in Lent Township. On Saturday, the accident on Kale Avenue off Ivywood Trail reported at 12.20 in the afternoon. The victim was wearing a helmet. The boy was flown to St. Paul's Region's Hospital where he died later. Authorities identified him as Mason Lee Demenge of Chisago City. In Washington County, two 10-year-old girls died Saturday. After an ATV crash in Afton, first responders and deputies called around 5 p.m. to the 1,000 block of Neal Avenue South. According to the Washington County Sheriff's Office, authorities found the girls trapped under an ATV and gave first aid, but the girls were pronounced dead at the scene. Were they full-sized ATVs, I wonder? Sounds like it. High center of gravity, low rider weight. Got to get them the right size, folks. President Joe Biden might be 48 hours away from announcing his re-election bid, but nearly three out of four Americans are hoping he has a last-minute change of heart. According to a new poll out Sunday from NBC News, 70% of Americans do not want Biden to run for a second term, compared to only 26% who do. Among those who don't want the 80-year-old president to pursue a second term, 69% cite age as the main reason. Worse yet for Biden, the new survey shows him facing a steep uphill climb, depending on who runs in the Republican Party. 
The NBC poll shows 41% of Americans plan to vote for Biden compared to 47%. Happy birthday to you. What's her name again? Happy birthday, dear Alan. Happy birthday to you. Run, Joe, run. If there uh, is a silver lining to the dismal numbers for Biden, it's that he's still more popular than right now his most likely 2024 opponent. In all, 38% have a positive view of Biden compared to 48% who have a negative view. Former President Donald Trump has 34% positive view compared to 53% negative. This used to be one hell of a country. (laughs) We start off with two words. Yep. Made in America. That's right. (laughs) We'll be back with uh, some more news right after this brief message. Uh, Never a fun situation to discuss. Uh, People going through it, losing people at all ages under terrible circumstances. Mueller Memorial has been helping people come to grips with these realizations for more than 70 years. That can be a frightening prospect, but Mueller has been handling this for more than 70 years, helping you Realize that you're about to celebrate lives well-lived. Family-owned, I've known them uh, all my life. They're good friends of mine. They take care of the difficult details. And once they explain them to you, they become less difficult, less fraught with anxiety. They help create the perfect event to honor your loved one and bring families together to celebrate that life well-lived. Uh I don't know what more to tell you, except Scott has written a book, What to Know Before You Go, and that answers all the questions. Uh, it becomes less overwhelming then, less frightening, because uh, uh, Mueller is a strange cat. He's uh, very intuitive, very, uh, very friendly. He knows how to put his arm around you and take care of these things. Get a hold of them at MuellerMemorial.com. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Who, I ask you, who lives in a pineapple <laughs> under the sea? SpongeBob SquarePants! I have no idea who does that. <laughs> a mermaid. Kenny, you're the best. <laughs> oh, I hope the guys at Tri-State don't mind. Ah, they don't mind. They're GLers, the Tri-State family. They've been one of the premier Bobcat, uh, Bobcat dealers here uh, in the Midwest for, well, 83. I'm not going to do the math. You go ahead and do the math. That's a long damn time in my world. Uh, Toro, uh, the absolute leader in lawn care, one of the lines that Tri-State sells, and Tri-State still has last year's 54-inch time cutter. They're zero turns with the MyRide suspension for $42.99. That's a darn good deal. Current model year, 50-inch time cutters, $37.99. And you can see all the details at TriStateBobcat.com. Now, let's, I want to talk about batteries, okay? Um, when Toro decided to get into the battery-powered, handheld world... They did it right. The 60-volt power source with the Toro FlexForce system, this thing runs the string trimmers, the hedge trimmers, and the leaf blowers, but it's it's on the backpack. It's in a backpack form. That means the implement, the tool you're using, nice and light. And the battery is uh, interchangeable between all of them. It, it's just it's amazing. And if you get a chance, if you're in a tri-state um, near you, 
check out the Toro Hypercell battery systems that run commercial-grade lawnmowers with all-day run times. You know what kind of abuse these things take. That's amazing technology from Toro. Tri-State Bobcat, you'll find them Hudson, Little Canada, and Burnsville, plus Mankey's Equipment in Owatonna, and, of course, on the web, tristatebobcat.com. Uh, news continues as the date to raise the nation's $31.4 trillion debt ceiling looms with no deal in sight. Wall Street traders and executives are starting to get a bit nervous. that President Biden and Republicans won't resolve the impasse until it's too late, and that's sparking increasing concern about a potential threat that could rock markets and tilt the world's largest economy into recession. How Wall Street investors react to a possible default is crucial because they're the ones who finance the country's enormous debt by buying security that Treasury sells to fund the government. Up to this point, both Biden and Republican House Leader Kevin McCarthy haven't moved from positions on the matter when it comes to negotiations. This should end well, right? Yeah, good no. luck with that. No, no, you're, you don't, you're not thinking so, huh? Okay. I don't care. <laughs> I don't know. Huge shakeups in the media world today, the national media world. Fox News says it's agreed to part ways with Tucker Carlson, its popular and controversial primetime host. Uh, this all happening a week after settling a lawsuit over the network's 2020 election reporting. In a short, terse press release, the network said that Carlson's last program was this past Friday. Carlson, who was highly rated but had come under scrutiny for his take on various issues. And then, of course, the emails issued in the wake of the $787.5 million settlement Fox reached with Dominion Voting showed that he didn't really believe there was any election fraud in 2020. Despite that belief, he kept promoting the idea on air that it actually happened. His emails also showed that he disliked Donald Trump, wished he would go away. On air, he's saying a different tune. Wouldn't As Hannity and Ingram have to go too then? They were doing the well, same thing. Uh, the other thing that enters into this apparently is there is some, uh, how can we put the sexual uh, things going on that uh, he's been accused of. Oh, and, the old and, uh, playing around yeah, in the office. Yeah, uh, exactly. So <laughs> hey, that, uh, can you look at this for me? Something also. doesn't seem right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> look a little closer. Hang on. Meanwhile, Don Lemon has been fired from his post on CNN, the former anchor sharing the news in a statement on Twitter Monday. He said, I was informed this morning by my agent that I have been terminated by CNN. I'm stunned. Lemon continues. You shouldn't be stunned, Don. You're a moron. He's going to blame everybody but himself. Lemon continued expressing frustration with the manner in which he says the news was delivered to him. USA Today has reached out to CNN and Lemon's rep for comment, and they've had no comment to this point aside from his tweet. The news of Lemon's termination comes on the heels of reports of alleged misogyny in a lengthy piece that was written by Variety magazine. Misogyny. He So he didn't like women? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and he apparently behind the scenes and on the scenes he had some issues the past month or two also. I, I uh, see things he probably shouldn't have. CNN's been hiring some big girls. I wonder if that's for diversity. Maybe Inclusion. that's what he said that got him in trouble. Oh, well, maybe I don't know. <laughs> you want to join the list? <laughs> I don't work for CNN. I know, but the hell with them. Kenyan authorities, and I never would. I don't. Do you see where Barkley's going to CNN? Charles Barkley. Yeah, I did not know I that. I did see that. Yeah. Yes. With, uh, what's her name? Uh, Some gal. Wouldn't it be awesome if they gave him Lemon's job? Oh, yeah. The Barkley take. Oh, he yes. would do well at it. Oh, oh my terrible. God. It would be the so news good. Is terrible. Didn't he want to run for governor once of Alabama? Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. Or, yeah. or is that just talk? 
is it? Is I it think he would have been a great wa- governor. I don't know that he wanted to. It was suggested, but he said something about his. He didn't want his personal life exposed or so, something to that. Is it true that at some point over the weekend they threw it to him to get his opinion on whatever was happening on the court, and he said he was watching hockey? <laughs> yes, I, I actually saw that. He did. He said the Timberwolves game was extremely boring. He said I was actually watching hockey. And he talked about what the score was. <laughs> that is that's fantastic. what I. Well, then he had to be watching Edmonton in L.A. Look, yeah, uh, I don't remember who he said he was. Yeah. Somebody was ahead three to two. You put Chuck together with uh, who, who's a do a Shack? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Oh, I would be there every yeah, day. Yeah, but for Shaq, that. you can't understand. Well, maybe you can't. No, he's so clown. colloquial and so uh, I can understand everything he says. Mushmouth, you know. Oh, oh you want pizza? You want pizza? That's why Kenyan, it would be awesome. You know what? I'm gonna skip the Kenyan story after. That. Ring night yeah. for the champs. I'm shiny, ain't that Kenny? Shiny. You yeah, just direct that to Kenny. Cause, how many? Have? Yeah, because Chuck don't know what, he, what, what it looks. I like. don't know what it feels like. I didn't have Kobe and D Wade dragging my fat ass around <laughs> like my ass. Way to make him quit, Jordan. Mike made you quit in Phoenix. <laughs> nice shot, Paxson. Rick Fox carried you too. Air Gordon. Mike Madsen. I watch that for days. That's who's the guy? Who's the guy? The Vikings. I always wanted him to have Pat a show. Williams. Pat Williams. Oh, baby. oh, I want him to oh, have a show. That's a French thing, isn't that? Louisiana. Louisiana. Yeah, Louisiana. Louisiana. Yeah, Louisiana. Louisiana. Yeah, Louisiana. Yeah, Louisiana. But the best. Something man, anybody get back on? about trying to win. So that's all my post. We don't care who's on the road this week. Uh, at home this week, we got to win this game. We got. I could win. That. I could listen to that all week. That's good. Just can't do it. I'd want him on with Patrick because Patrick go what? What do you mean? It's like the neighbor on King of the Hill, remember? Ken Potts, one of the last two remaining survivors of the USS Arizona battleship, which sank at Pearl Harbor, has died. He was 102 years old. He died Friday at his home in Provo, Utah, that he shared with his wife of 66 years, according to Randy Stratton, <laughs> whose late father, Donald Stratton, was Potts's Arizona shipmate and close friend. Stratton said Potts, in his words, had all his marbles left, but lately was having a hard time getting out of bed. When Stratton spoke to Potts on his birthday, April 15th, he was happy to have made it to 102. Stratton said he knew his body was kind of shutting down and he was just hoping he could get better, but it turned out he couldn't. Potts was born and raised in Honey Bend, Illinois. And enlisted in the Navy in 1939, worked as a crane operator, shuttling supplies to the Arizona the morning of December 7th, 1941, when the Pearl Harbor attack happened. In a 2020 oral history interview with the American Veterans Center, Pot said a loudspeaker ordered sailors back to their ships, so he got on a boat. He said, when I got to Pearl Harbor, the whole harbor was afire. The oil had leaked out and caught fire. The Arizona sank just nine minutes after being bombed, and its 1,177 dead accounts for nearly half the servicemen killed in the attack. The day the battleship still sits where it sank eight decades ago. Potts recalled decades later that some people were still giving orders in the midst of the attack, but there was a lot of chaos, he said. He said he carried the memories of the attack over the course of his life. He said even after he got out of the Navy, if he'd hear a siren, he'd start shaking. Stratton notes the only remaining survivor from the Arizona is now Lou Conter, who is 101 years old and living in California. So one left, huh? Lou. One wow. left from the Arizona. Wow. Yeah. A Spanish court has ruled that a company was wrong to fire an electrician who may have drunk more than three liters of beer in one day. The reason the court says the company was wrong? Well, they hadn't proven that the consumption had left the man inebriated, intoxicated, or too drunk to work. 
There you go. How much is three liters? I don't know. That's quite a bit. Uh, it's yeah, like it's a, a shot. one seven five Two shots, right? Oh wait, no, a three no, liters. A liters. This no, big. a liters. A, a one seven five is the big. Who are the ass wipes that put that in the story? Three liters. Give me. Well, it's so that's two of those big ones from the Daily Mail. It's a British paper, Kenny. Make the translation, newsman. Quite right. (laughs) You know what it is, Kenny? A lot. What are you, a commie? Nobody knows what a liter is. Well, certainly you don't. If you think it's a shot glass, (laughs) the high court in the southeastern region of Murcia found the electrical uh, electrical company had provided insufficient grounds for the man's dismissal and ordered it to reinstate the sacked worker watch this or pay him 47,000 pounds in compensation oh, yeah. there you go Kenny there you go Kenny Kenny there you go 47,000 but the house he was working on is no longer exists <laughs> no, it's still it's caught on fire. Ah, no, he's he's fine. You, you don't want to worry about you don't want right to worry about him being drunk. You want to worry about what happens when he sobers up. It'll kill you, right? <laughs> <laughs> and finally, finally, finalement. Thank God. Yeah, they're putting out a call for all Kyles <laughs> in Kyle, Texas, the Texas city located on. Oh, what a I wacky wait. bit. Highway 35, north of San Antonio, wants to set a record for the largest gathering people with the name Kyle. Wasn't there somebody here named Kyle? Cousin Kyle. Cousin, Cousin Kyle, Kyle Sheely. Yeah. 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 They call it the Gathering of Kyles. It's scheduled for Sunday, May 21st at Lake Kyle Park. Get it? No, yeah. I don't. No. Okay. According to the Guinness World Records, uh, the city of Kupreski Kuski in Bosnia and Herzegovina has the largest gathering ever of people named Ivan. About 2,300 Ivan showed up for that record setter in 2017. More to that story, too, but Ivan, I'm just going to Ivan Drago. I wonder if they ever a call Ivan for Drago? all the Joes. There'd be a lot Ooh, of them in there. That'd be a lot of Would you go down? Joes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure. That'd be pretty hey, good. Hey, I'm wouldn't? here. Yeah. What's your name? <laughs> Joe. Rick. Yeah. Hey, he, Joe's finally here. Yeah. Well, yeah. John, that was uh, that was something. It Thank was you very it's much. A couple <laughs> stories. Thank you very much. Fell off Joe had stolen so much of your material. You know. Yeah, I know. I had to skip a bunch of stories. What are you going to do? May I say something about the affirmative care bill that now has passed in Minnesota? Thirty-four to thirty, Joe. Uh, a number of emails pointing out. Okay, so let's say a kid does get to Minnesota. Uh, to seek the care uh, and becomes uh, a ward of the court. Uh, are the taxpayers then paying for that kid? I would assume so. And everything that follows the surgeries and the mutilations. We got all and, the free stuff here, Joe. Yeah. I was just wondering who pays for this? Would it have the, to be the state, right? It would have to you, be. you would think it would have to be the state. Yeah. Joe, this is the best state to raise a child, according to Governor Walls. Really? That's what he said. Really? Well, if the kid can stay alive, it'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. You know what else is great? In this state, how charitable we are. We're very charitable. And I want to tell you about Minnesota Masonic Charities uh, online at mnmasoniccharities.org. Some time ago, we told you about the Minnesota Masonic Charities Scholarship Program. It's one of the largest private scholarship granting organizations in the state of Minnesota. Minnesota Masonic Charities is proud to support the young people of Minnesota. 
How are they doing that? Well, I'll tell you how. This year, they launched a brand new scholarship program that's unlike anything I've ever seen. They call it the Selfless Scholar. The way the scholarship program works is instead of inviting students to apply for a scholarship based on their achievements, this scholarship encourages young people to look beyond themselves, recognize the kindness and selflessness of their fellow students. It's really neat. And after receiving hundreds of wonderful stories. MMC has finalized the recipients for 2023. Over the course of the next several weeks, I'll be sharing some of those stories with you, our Garage Logic listeners. And one other cool thing about the scholarship is the 15 $5,000 scholarships are split between the nominator and the nominee, thereby awarding both the person who took the time to write the story and the person whose story got the attention of a peer. I'm looking forward to bringing you some of those wonderful stories. Stick around for those. Meanwhile, go online to mnmasoniccharities.org if you'd like to learn more. That's mnmasoniccharities.org. They're a fantastic operation. And when you talk to them, let them know you heard it on the Garage Logic podcast. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Yeah, the sun came up today, just like it did in 1999 when DK Mags threw open the doors for the first time. And uh, 10 a.m. every day since then. 10 a.m. Let's go. Happens every day. Uh, inside, within the walls of DK Mags. You'll find a wide selection of all sorts of firearms, including pistols, revolvers, shotguns, rifles. You'll also find ammo, magazines, parts, accessories, and gunsmithing. It's a full-service gun shop serving the entire Twin Cities metro area and beyond. And they do that with a fantastic website, dkmags.com. Special orders? Absolutely. They did a special order for me years ago, and boy, did that go smooth. Uh, They'll be glad to help you find the exact firearm or accessory you've been looking for. They'll also buy your old unwanted firearms from single items all the way up to large estates. They do consignment and auction service. It's a wonderful, wonderful place. A great staff, wide selection, and fair prices. DK Mags, Old 8 in New Brighton, and on the web, dkmags.com. Time Magazine, which used to be a real magazine... Mm -hmm. Uh, had an, has an editorial saying that Earth Day should be a religious holiday. No. Which, what? Well, that's inevitable. We've often likened the similarities between Earth Day or Earth worship and <coughs> real worship. Time magazine has seen fit to publish an opinion piece urging religious observance for the planet and its self-appointed watchkeepers under the headline, The Case for Making Earth Day a Religious Holiday. On this 53rd Earth Day, which was Saturday, we thought it was useful to pose what a real Earth Day should represent and how it could form a a central time for a new approach to worship. Uh, The plea for reverence was based on their assumption that nobody really cares anymore because Earth Day, to their mind, has been a success. A success of what? That every day is Earth Day, and we don't really need one day to celebrate it, uh, even though they're calling for it to be holidized. I guess. Huh? Holidized? Holidized? It is now. It is on down ender. It's going to be holidized. Are we proposing a whole new religion? We're not quite sure. Maybe an old one. The core of all religious feeling is the sense that we are part of something much larger in space and deeper in time 
than ourselves. The world is certainly that. At any rate, we do know that spiritual inquiry, just like scientific inquiry, is not static. Likewise, a whole new continent of scientific knowledge has been revealed to us since America's first and second religious great awakenings. It seems perfectly reasonable and spiritual to us that in a great that in a new great awakening, this new knowledge continent be incorporated into a progressive wisdom of life, death, and universe. They further argue that the planet needs our praise and our reference because we must make nature central to our belief system with Earth Day or any number of Earth-focused ceremonial days serving as regular reminders of what we owe our home planet. Well, in other words, they're advocating for paganism. Uh, it kind of sounds like what the Native Americans believed. and uh, the I'll take Dem the Native Americans. And, I ain't uh, taking time. And the uh, Democrats in charge did everything they could to kill yeah. off the Native Americans. If, if I may, again, here I am defending the media again. Oh, it's gosh. actually an, it's an opinion piece by guests. It's not time itself. So it'd yeah, be but like time me. ran it. Time offered the space. Well, that'd be like me picking on the Pioneer Press because of one of your columns. So... I think you've done that before, it's an, John. It's no, but, an the, but the Pioneer Press would have to give would you the space you to do that. Just yes, kiss and get over with oh, it. Well, it's been always the, wrong. It's he's been the whole show with he's you been two. Wrong twice so Just far. make out he's with him once. Twice. Give him a kiss. <laughs> you you like the Larry the David yeah, show. Well, that's I think just they've like your opinion, man. You know, as a member of corporate America, I'm on board. Giving this religious holiday designation, I'm on board. Let's go here. Bring them. Climate change is the last priority for Americans and has dropped as an issue that must be dealt with immediately, according to a CBS poll released 12 months ago. The poll found climate change was last on the list of most important priorities you know in America. We need more holidays on a Friday. I agree yeah. completely. And then follow it up with a Monday holiday. Yeah. The economy, inflation, crime, Ukraine, immigration— all precede climate change in uh, order of importance. So uh, you can put this climate change thing in your pipe and smoke it. We could do Weed Day on a Friday yep. and Earth Day on a Monday. Love it. That would be perfect. Uh, out of the hell with them. I uh, mean, uh, climate change is, is not a religion. But Pete Buttigieg said that's what we have to blame. I know, Pete. Uh, okay. Pete's great. Uh, only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Umpumalanga, South Africa, from the Traveling Lymans at WorldwideWaftage.com. On this day... Joe, today is April 24th, two days after Earth Day. In 1846, mm -hmm. Seth Eastman became the commander at Fort Snelling for the third time. Huh. But he only held the post until May 14th. Term limits. Mm -hmm. huh. On this day... <laughs> April 24th. In 1914, in a scene reminiscent of a biblical plague, thousands of frogs overran Melrose, Minnesota. The Melrose Beacon explained that the frogs' annual migratory pattern ran through town. The Melrose wow. Beacon. Yeah. Frogs migrate? Shut up. Do they go south in no. the winter? Shut they up. Live no. the no. I thought they buried no. themselves. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, under the grain doors like Royce Well, says. they would have said climate change, but that hadn't been invented in 1914. 
Waiting for the golfer to come and by. Finally, Bullfrog. Whoop, that's the wrong sound bite. <laughs> that's that's a wow. one. And finally, uh, on ni- in 1956. On April 24th. On this day, what happened in sports? What year? 1956. Something. Usually you get the sports ones right. Something with the Millers? Yes. Willie Mays. No. Willie Mays. Ted Hayes. Williams. No. Doesn't have anything to do Don with Don Zimmer. Doesn't have anything to do George with a player. George Mikan. Has Don nothing Lemon. to do with a player. With the facility. Killebrew. Did the, the facility? Metrodome. Did they tear it down? Did they build it? The Millers on Nicollet. The Millers played their first game at Metropolitan Stadium, defeating the Wichita Braves five to, five to three. Huh. Mm. What? On this day. Today's April 20th. In 1956. So, wait, Metropolitan Stadium was already built before the Twins arrived in 61? Yes. Well, it was go. built yeah. in the hopes of attracting a major <laughs> league says, team. There you go. Oh, my God, how could you not know that? I, I didn't read the book. It's not. It, <laughs> it's barely a pamphlet. The ballpark book? There once there's a <laughs> nutty ballpark where yeah. crazy shit happened. <laughs> Out there in them cornfields. <laughs> hey, we're live on the town council. And, and the and show. That's ah, okay. I, I thought 1956, we were on April 24th. I want to know what day that was. Oh, my God. Just wrap this up. <laughs> I got you. 1956 calendar. 1956 calendar. What was April 24th? Because you know what? You're talking festive right there. That was you a know. Tuesday, Joe. A Tuesday. Tuesday. Yep. Jeez. There were many former uh, major leaguers or people who would go on to become major leaguers in that game, including Bob Euchre. Oh, really? He was with Wichita. Why don't you save this for Monday Night Sports Talk? Thank you, GLers. Hold on. I'm getting the word to Ferme la Bouche. Ferme la Bouche, that's close your mouth. Ferme la Gauche, that's shut up. All right. We're going to do this. GLers, listen to the rook here. Listen to the rook because... uh, if you have not already subscribed to Garage Logic on YouTube, there are a lot of people that have found what a gem it is. There's a lot of stuff that goes on and gets posted there. Subscribe to Garage Logic on YouTube. Also, Pod MN on your smartphone. That's a great way to learn of brand new podcasts that may or may not interest you. I'm not sure which. You got to go check it out yourself. And remember to go to garagelogic.com. Sign up for the Garage Logic Town Council for $10 a month or $100 for the year. And you will be rewarded with a $10 Fred Loney's Home and Garden Store gift card. Ten bucks. That's wonderful. Plus, when you're on the town council, you'll get insider information. You'll get uh, town council audio. You'll get video. You'll get it all. Just go to garagelogic.com.